and Luke. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. This is going to make me look kind of freaky. Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. You're <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Back here at the Auction Community Studios, hour number four of the show. Wolf, we've talked a good amount of Cardinals. Obviously, we've got the Giveathon for PCH going on today and all week. That'll continue this hour and on into Burns and Gambo and over on 92.3 and all the way through the week. We're going to switch gears to basketball here, though, for just a couple minutes because the Phoenix Suns, it would appear, are going to be playing on Christmas Day again, second straight Mm. year, which in the NBA's... That's a pretty big honor that you're one of those teams selected to play on Christmas Day. Last year they hosted, and uh, this year they're going to be in Denver against the Nuggets. Yeah, you know, once again, it says that not only are you a relevant NBA team, but you're also a compelling NBA team. And because of that, they're going to play the Denver Nuggets, of course. Um, Suns and four. <laughs> Here we oh, go. Boy. Tis the season for Suns and four. <laughs> That's coming, but you have to ask yourself why. Why do you think that is that they're putting the Suns on Christmas Day for the second year in a row? Yeah, I guess I kind of got ahead of myself and assumed this would be a given based on what they did last year. But now that you say that, I remember, well, actually, they didn't do much in the playoffs last year. They had a great year, 64 they wins. out. Yeah, but, I mean, if you took every team that, that lost in the second round, that's not typically how they make their Christmas Day schedule. What it says to me, Wolf, is that around the league, people still realize the Suns are a contender. They're maybe not the favorite, but they're a contender. Yeah, they're a contender, and immediately you think of, okay, why would they, okay, they're a contender, and we all know that. They're going to be a good team, but why? Why are they going to be a contender? What kind of players do you have that make you want to put the Suns on Christmas Day? Well, of course, you've got Devin Booker. You also have Chris Paul, of course, CP3, and you have DeAndre Ayton and the whole DA story, and what's going on with that? That makes them very appealing as well and even then on december 25th christmas day january 15th looms does it not and who knows with the rumors that might be out there with kevin durant okay so here's the five games according to shams he tweeted this out actually last night here's the five christmas day games okay and and this i guess isn't official but these this is what he was it looks like this is going to be it though everything we're seeing since then has sort of confirmed that Bucks in Boston against the Celtics. 76ers in New York against the Knicks. <laughs> See if we can pick which team doesn't deserve to be on Christmas Day, okay? Of okay. each of 10 teams. Uh, Suns at the Nuggets. Lakers at the Mavericks. Grizzlies at the Warriors. Um, I'm not totally sure why the Knicks are there other than it's New York. <laughs> it's been, New York. You said it off right there. That's all you need to say. It's New York. It's the Knicks. Legendary franchise. So three of the four teams that are apparently the, uh, the, the teams Kevin Durant is most interested in going to are playing on Christmas, right? Because you've got the Celtics, you've got the Suns, you've got the 76ers who are apparently now are a contender for him. No Miami. 
No Miami on mm, Christmas Day. Boy, how do you like that, KD? <laughs> so you don't you know, want to go there. About that, maybe he loves Christmas. Maybe it's says, hey, you know what? I wouldn't have to play on Christmas Day. That's so nice. I've, I've had to play on Christmas Day for the last... I mean, who knows, right? I mean, maybe he's looking at it like, that'd be a great holiday right there, getting up and actually... Yeah, okay, maybe not. Well, I'll tell you what. We laugh, though, but you know who's not on this list? And, and, and I never even thought of it until I just kind of looked at this again. Brooklyn's not on this list. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, they still have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons, right? <laughs> Are we not even going to try and sell us this narrative anymore that that's a compelling team? Yeah, boy, wouldn't you love to see that, too? Honestly, I would. I, I want to see KD with Kyrie. The three Grinches. I want to see, because honestly, uh, I don't know if it was really James Harden and Kevin Durant, right, <laughs> that were having the problems. Doesn't seem maybe, like it if he wants to go to Philly. Maybe it was more Kyrie. Again, Kyrie. What is it like to play with Kyrie Irving? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> his but teammates don't know. His teammates don't seem to really enjoy the process. Can I just say that? I, Dave Passion, I got into a big one over this one right here. He wanted the Suns to go get Kyrie. Remember that when Kyrie was back there? Oh, like could a few be years had, ago? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, before okay. he went to Boston. He wanted him to go. Are you kidding me? Kyrie Irving's out there. I said, David, you have no idea what this guy is going to be like because the whispers were out there. He wasn't a great teammate. The whispers were out They're there. Not whispers he anymore. wasn't a great leader. And guess what? I think his career so far has verified you, those whispers. You have been proven the winner in that debate, but I will say this. <laughs> Did you hear that, David? I will say this in, in, on Dave Pash's uh, behalf, because I was I was more on the side of, yeah, go ahead and try and get Kyrie for this reason. What they were going to have to give up was Josh Jackson. Josh yeah. Jackson, also not a great leader of basketball teams. Yeah, there is that right there. Okay. But yeah, ultimately, I would say it played out pretty well for the Suns because now here you are, two straight years on Christmas Day. You got the Cardinals two straight years on Christmas Day. And maybe this doesn't mean quite as much in other markets, Wolf. I mean, like the Knicks. The Knicks are just there because they're in New York. The Suns are not playing on Christmas Day because they're located in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Cardinals are not playing on Christmas Day because they're located in Arizona. They're playing there because they are compelling teams. And it is more difficult, I feel like, at times for us to get national recognition of our teams here in the Valley. Like, they have to do a little bit more to get that recognition. Yeah. This is two years in a row now where both the Suns and Cardinals are going to be playing on Christmas Day. And, of course, when you start talking about compelling teams... It's really about compelling players as well. And Devin Booker is a compelling player. Devin Booker is a superstar. Uh, here he is on the cover of the NBA 2K23 video game. Yeah, baby. Much to the chagrin of many basketball fans that are out there. How in the world did you put Devin Booker on the NBA 2K23 video game. Don't worry about it, all right? <laughs> we put him on there because he's a superstar. That's what you need to know. He's a compelling guy, capable of scoring 40 any night. And then maybe it's CP3 and it's DeAndre Ayton as well. And is there any drama with the DA and what's going on with there? And a team that won 64 games. And most people think we'll probably have a shot at 60 again. 
I think that's definitely doable. Yeah, I want to see what their over-under is. I don't think they have over-under win totals out. Maybe they do. But uh, but we saw the ESPN piece last week where they still had the Suns as the team likely to finish with the best regular season record. They just didn't expect a whole lot from them in the playoffs. All right, we come back. Baltimore is running out of time to get Lamar Jackson signed. We'll explain that and go through the latest news around the National Football League. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Arizona's Sports Station. Well, the first week of the preseason is in the books, Wolf, and it's time to go around the National Football League. I think we have to start with what is the most confusing story to me. This is uh, Lamar Jackson yesterday. He still doesn't have a deal. He's signed through this year, but he's not signed beyond this year. Remember, he's still on his rookie deal. He was drafted the year before Kyler Murray. This guy's from Josh Rosen's class. He's negotiating his own deal. He hasn't accepted a deal yet. And he said, look, I'm negotiating my own deal. So if we don't have one by week one, I'm not negotiating anymore. You have a hard deadline in mind for that. Yeah, we're coming up to it. Like It's coming up. It's coming up. No season coming up. We're going to be good for the season. Is there any it stresses me out. I don't care about the Ravens. I, I mean, I hope Lamar Jackson, you know, has a great career and gets paid. I don't have a problem with him, right? But he's not like, you know, I'm not, he's not on the Cardinals. It stresses me out he doesn't have a deal, Wolf, because he gets hit more than any other quarterback. I know, but you just listen to Lamar Jackson. He's doesn't seem to care. Himself. He doesn't care, Luke. <laughs> He's laughing at the situation right now. This guy's the riverboat gambler. Man, I'll... It is truly refreshing to me. It is. It makes you nervous. For me, it's refreshing. It stresses me out. The guy is laughing at the situation. <laughs> now, maybe he's not going to be laughing at some point in time, but what are the Baltimore Ravens thinking as well? Hey, listen, is this your guy for the next five, six years? Are you going to lock him up? Uh, maybe there's some hesitation from the Ravens. I thought he was waiting till Kyler got his deal. And then if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, this guy got paid this, pay me a little bit more because I've won playoff game. I've I've won MVP. Like I get a little bit more than Kyler. That's what I thought he was going to do. And at the, the most basic level of what you're saying, I agree with the philosophy of like, you know what? You're not paying me what I want. I'm going to go out there and prove to you I deserve even more. Yeah. If you don't give it to me, somebody else will. The reason I'm stressed out about it is Lamar Jackson gets hit and he runs a lot and I don't want to see the dude get hurt in like week four and, and he's just done. He doesn't get paid. See, this is why I wonder if the Baltimore Ravens are coming to this conclusion. If they're looking at their guy saying, this is a guy that needs to be in the kind of offense that we run right here where he is running the ball. They need Lamar Jackson to run the ball to make their offense go because he's so much better at running the ball than he is throwing the ball. Do you really want to sign a guy to a six-year contract for $250 million when you know that he's got to run the ball as a quarterback to make your offense go? Oh, my goodness. 
tread lightly, my brothers. I'm wondering if the Ravens are dragging their feet purposely. It seemed like for the longest time, they were the ones that wanted to get the deal done. Remember when this first started? And they were like, well, Lamar, for whatever reason, kind of wants to wait. But this is a team that went 14-2 and in 2019. He won the MVP. Yeah, they had that game they lost basically to Derrick Henry in the first round. But uh, in 2020, they beat the Titans, went 11-5. and Like, I hear what you're saying. You have to build the offense specifically around Lamar Jackson because he is a very different quarterback. But they have built the offense specifically around Lamar. Jackson, and for the most part, you would say it's working. They did go eight and nine last year. Here's Keyshawn Johnson weighing in. I'm not getting on the field for you until you pay me. Period. Period. Well, they offered him a contract. Well, it's not the contract that he wants. It's not the contract he deserves. Well, he's not going to get the same money Deshaun Watson. Well, I, okay. Well, I'm not going to take us to the promised land either. I'll sit tight. That's all I'm saying. He's got a different mindset, different mentality. One Joseph Keyshawn Johnson, though. Mm-mm. Be sitting right at home. I, I think he kind of said it right there, though, too, right? The Deshaun Watson contract has happened since this offseason started. And if yeah. I'm Lamar Jackson, again, I'm saying, um, I've actually done stuff on the field, and I'm on the field. And I'm not getting suspended for six, air eight, or a full season's worth of games. And I didn't miss all of last year. And I've been an MVP. And maybe the Ravens are like, look, we're not the Browns. We're not paying you that. I don't think they are. And I think it's one of the reasons why they're dragging their feet once again. Hey, listen, honestly, let's go ahead and sign him to a six-year contract that we know there's no way in the world he's going to finish the contract and play all six years. No way. Why? Because he's going to get hurt. At some point in time, his body's going to start breaking down because we all know he's nearing that 30 mark now. That's So if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm signing a deal because <laughs> you're right. He's much more likely to get hurt. Now? What well, are they offering I'm now? assuming they're offering something reasonable. Now, maybe they aren't. We don't know. But if they're offering anything around what Kyler got, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm like... I'm not Tom Brady, where if, if a guy gets near me and sneezes, he's thrown out of the league and we get 15 yards. You can't hit Tom Brady. You're allowed to hit Lamar Jackson, and in fact, he initiates a lot of contact. Uh, over to New York, the Jets. In fact, I think this is who Baltimore plays in week one. Zach Wilson, his status for the start of the year is now very up in the air. Here's Rich Kamini. Well, I guess all things considered, it turned out pretty well for the Jets. It could have been disastrous if it was season-ending. But, uh, you know, the sources are saying that it's two to four weeks. Uh, From my understanding, it's probably going to be closer to four. And so tomorrow actually is four weeks to the opener against Baltimore at home. So it's going to be a race against the clock. Uh, Personally, based on my understanding of the injury, I, I don't think he'll be ready for opening day. Now, he will have arthroscopic surgery coming up here very soon in the next day or so and they'll be able to tell a lot more once they get in there with with the scope to see the extent of the damage but right now they think it's a bone bruise and a uh, torn meniscus but not a badly torn meniscus just a, a very minor tear but they won't know for sure until they get in there you know i think every <laughs> meniscus tear sounds bad to me not a badly torn meniscus yeah. okay just kind of a you know just it, it kind of tickles you know i'm going to say this facetiously but it doesn't really matter i mean it's the jobs well okay now honestly are you saying if he misses one week I'm or two joking all right zach wilson 
I hope it goes well for him. I hope it does, <laughs> too. I, I hear what you're saying, too. It's does, the Robert Salem thing that drives me crazy. Where you said right? the timing of the injury was terrible. That yes, one or something else. First yes, of all. But it's it's not just what he said. It's just him. <laughs> That's fair. I would say the timing of the injury, if he had to have an injury like that, two to four weeks, and he might, I mean, the regular season is four weeks away. The timing, if he's got to have the injury, is actually probably about as good as it could be because there's a decent chance he only misses one or maybe zero games. But they have said, even since that clip that we just played, that they're not really going to know how long he is out until they get in there and they're looking at the meniscus, I guess. (laughs) I I feel bad for Zach Wilson, but to your point, I don't think the Jets are going to miss the playoffs by one game this year. What else you got for me right there, Luke? How do you even know I have anything else for you? I assume, Baker Mayfield, uh, he got oh. got a little performance in there for Carolina over the weekend. They asked him, "Hey, are you the starter now?" No, I just it was, you know, it was my turn to start. Um, obviously, we, we got pretty much the same playing time, so just taking it one day at a time. That, that mentality hasn't changed for me. So, and look back at the film, be critical of ourselves and, and trying to get better. I think our mentality is best suited to just put our heads down and go to work and just trying to improve each day. And, you know, the best man's going to win, but we're also trying to make this team better. And I think that's that's the, the biggest part about it is um, our QB rooms handled it extremely well. And we're going to continue to do that just to show leadership. And uh, it's all about winning. And that QB room is about that, too. Boy, that was like the ultimate game for uh, Matt Rule. Four quarterbacks played for Carolina. Yeah. I mean, uh, how many quarterbacks has Matt Rule had in the few years he's been Carolina's head coach? He got to play four of them against the Commanders the other day. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers going forward, Ron Wolfley reporting. that That's what I totally believe. And I don't see any other alternative other than Baker Mayfield going forward. And that means, of course, that Matt Rule's going to put him under center because that's where he needs to be. I'm just happy we have, like, I know it's preseason, but we have, like, actual football to talk about. We don't oh, have I know. To, I mean, there was that stretch there in the oh, summer. Yeah. I was like, well, how many games will Cleveland have their quarterback for? Like, that's their problem. They bought into that. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, it's your chance to become a champion of hope. give week for Phoenix Children's continues next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The give for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and the Arizona Sports App. give on the Wolf and Luke Show. And welcome back to the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Auction Indian Community. We'll be doing this all week. Not every segment, but once an hour, all week, for a great cause. Uh, Wolf, you and I got to go out there and hand out some of the teddy bears. Uh, what was that, about two months ago now? And even even the just the, the kids we got to meet. All of them amazing stories, just uh, <laughs> remarkable resilience from 100% of the kids I've ever met from there. And they're all dealing with different stuff. Yeah, no, there's no doubt, Luke. Um, $20 a month, man. $20 a month makes you a champion of hope. And that $20 a month, when you become a champion of hope, you also get to 
um, sponsor a teddy bear that a kid is going to be able to hold in his arms as maybe he's facing some of the most serious situations you could possibly imagine. Serious circumstances, life and death circumstances that these kids are facing right now. And when you go and deliver these teddy bears to the kids, I, I, I have to tell you, brothers, um, it'll bring you to your knees. Uh, especially when you have kids. If you have kids yourself, you understand. Um, you see another kid that is out there fighting. Uh, a kid that is faced with these serious circumstances in life. And he's fighting. And all you can do is see your own kid in the faces of these children that are out there. And they're so brave. Um, can we rally around them? That's what I ask. I ask you, can we rally around these kids and love them and support them by donating? PCH does so much for their health. They do so much there to try to make it the stay as pleasant as possible for as long as possible. Wolf, you mentioned earlier, I think it's a great point. It's it's not just the kids, it's the families, yeah. right? And not everybody has insurance, but they take them anyway. We were out there, remember we met uh, Bailey, who's like this amazing drawing, drawer, artist, and, and they, they put up drawings. They don't, it's not just for her, but they do it for a lot of the different right. kids. You'll see the kids' art all over the walls. Like, that's done intentionally. They have all these different programs. They have a school inside the, uh, the walls of PCH to try and, you know, get you're ready to go back to school when your stay there is done. They have that that playroom that was great. They had the air hockey table and the the, the bubble top hockey. All this they, they they do everything they can because it's a it's a obviously a tough time for the kids, but also the families. And you're just trying to create any sort of positivity to get them back on track and ultimately back out of there. Yeah, and once again, it's so important that you understand because of your donation, because of people that have become champions of hope, $20 a month, $240 a one-time payment a year, you become a champion of hope. Yes, they get a teddy bear as well, but because of this, all patients are accepted regardless of their ability to pay at Phoenix Children's. I mean, does that does that not just fire you up that we have a a facility like Phoenix Children's right here in our backyard that we've got it right here in Phoenix. Nobody is going to be turned away because they can't afford it. You got a child that is in trouble? You got a child that is faced with serious issues, life and death issues, and you'd be turned away because you didn't have the money? Man, that's not the way that it is at Phoenix Children's. And that makes it awesome because we are going to rally around our neighbors, rally around our loved ones, rally around these families and support them. 602-933-4567. It's time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Getting a driver's license, a big milestone for any teenager. For a parent, it's a milestone that comes with some concerns, but getting a call that your son has been involved in a serious accident is one of your worst nightmares. This is Colton's story. I'm Tara. I'm Colton's mom. And I'm Colton, and this is my story. I was heading home from the lake and my back tire blew. His car rolled about 10 times, and on the third roll, he was ejected through the front windshield, head first. 
I blacked out on the first roll, and then I woke up on the ground. Couldn't move my legs, and I was pretty beat up. I knew I was paralyzed. So damn easy, you say, the life's so hard. Everybody's got their share of battle scars. As for me, I'd like to thank my lucky stars that I'm alive and well. They were pretty close, so I was able to get there before the helicopter. A horrible feeling, because <laughs> you don't know, um, is he going to make it? He grabbed my hand and told me he was sorry because he didn't have a seatbelt on. <laughs> and uh, I gave him a kiss and he told me how much he loved me and I told him how much I loved him and I just held him for a minute and that was pretty much all we had time to say. And today you know that's good enough for me I was flown to PCH. His leg had been degloved. He had a broken back and then an aortic tear, and it just kind of kept piling on, and the nightmare just got bigger and bigger, and the blessing was was that he was alive. I mean, he just, every doctor that came in said that scientifically he, he never should have survived that car accident. Stars are dancing on the water here tonight. It's good for the soul and there's not a soul in sight This boat has caught its wind and brought me back to life Now I'm alive and well I made a goal and, and that was that I wanted to walk across the stage for graduation to receive my diploma I'll be walking across the stage in two weeks It's um, amazing how far he's come Hopefully I don't fall. Today's the first day of the rest of my life. Now I'm alive and well. Yeah, I'm alive and well. Phoenix Children's Hospital is amazing. If he would have gone anywhere else, there's no way he would have survived. That's where he needed to be to live. He's going to walk again. He's going to do some amazing things in this life, that's for sure. Man, that is the great thing about it right there. The success story. Mm -hmm. So much of the time, we hear stories that they'll test you. Let's put it that way. Yet, at the same time, we've got to remember there are victories, so many victories that are going on over at Phoenix Children's. And this, this is the reason why we're going to pick up the phone right now and call 602-933-4567, 602-933-4567. Become a champion of hope, man. 20 bucks a month or maybe a one-time payment of 240 Luke. Yeah, or more. If you can do more, certainly do more. 602-933-4567. This sound means we're in a match. So if you call now, make that donation. Carl's Jr. is going to match your donations. So it's not bad. You go yeah. Ahead, you go ahead and 
and say, okay, 240 bucks, how much is that going to help? Well, it helps a lot, but if you do it right now, it's actually going to be 480 bucks because Carl's Jr. is going to match it Love for you. Carl's Jr. right there. I'll take the double cheese, please. Swap it up. Pick up the phone and call 602 $20 a month, man. That is it. If you're listening right now, there are four people that are listening. I'm talking to you specifically. $20 a month. You know it. You know you can do it. Or a one-time $240 a month payment. You become a champion of hope. And a kid gets a teddy bear later in your name. All right, Wolf, we are halfway through Monday, and I've got our first tote of the week. You ready for this? Okay. All right, so now it obviously started this morning with Bickley and Murata. It's going yes. 92.3 as well. Your number right now, $162,130. Already. This is what I mean. I'm always so blown away by the generosity of our listeners, both on 98.7 and on 92.3. Every year we do this. It's it, I'm blown away by the kids and their resiliency and the family's resiliency. But then on the other side of things, our listeners just just keep giving, and it's it's huge. It makes, makes you so proud, doesn't it, to live in the basin, live in Phoenix, Arizona, where we rally around our families with a pocket full of cash. <laughs> that sound means it's time for the train teddy bear express. So teddy bears are getting delivered to the patients of Phoenix Children's. You can become a champion of hope. $20 per month of teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name and you'll receive your choice of a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash. All right, come back. Final segment of the show. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Yeah, camp is in full swing now. We've already got a preseason game. A nice win for the Cardinals. It does get lost in the shuffle. I don't even know if we ever said the score today, but they did win on Friday. 36-23. Had some players deliver some uh, some pretty solid performances. Wolf has uh, worn a helmet for I don't know what twenty minutes of the show today. We got a hold of one that of those Cardinals cool, helmets. Man. Yeah, he looked like for a second there you might just run through the newsroom and tackle a printer just, or something. You know, honestly, I I have put a helmet on. That was really really interesting because I thought I had not put a helmet on in over twenty years, and then I remembered. Oh wait a minute, when you were actually uh, in Tennessee practicing. Practicing against the Tennessee Titans with the Arizona Cardinals way back when, right? We were there and we were practicing. And suddenly, um, Dwight Freeney was going to be signed by the Arizona Cardinals. I was sitting in the equipment room that day. I was sitting in the equipment room, and Dwight Freeney was going to come in that day, and I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, there was a helmet there. And I took the helmet, and I stuck it on, right? For some reason, <laughs> That's what you do I've when never you see done it. I saw the helmet, and I put it on. And suddenly, the equipment man, Mark Allmeyer, said, take that off. That's not yours. And I said, what are you, what's going on? <laughs> I thought he was just cleaning a helmet or something. He said that's for somebody. 
somebody that's coming in right now. He wouldn't tell me who it was. Yeah. And come to find out it was Dwight Freeman's yeah, No big deal. Well, hopefully we'll He's find got out. A bucket. Let me tell you, because it didn't fit me. I'm assuming so. Hopefully we'll find out that the one you were just wearing is like Dominican Sue's helmet or something, because uh, that, that actually fit pretty well. That looked like it fit almost perfectly. Yeah. So maybe maybe not in Dominican Sue's helmet. I feel no, like he's probably pretty so. large, like, uh, too. Yeah, he'd be a massive yeah. bucket. Uh, Keontae Ingram speaking today at Cardinals camp. They asked him about uh, how he has gotten to this point. He's been on the team, you know, really only for a few weeks. But we talked to him back in rookie camp, and he talked about uh, how much James Conner has helped him. Uh, just small, detailed things. Um, he always tell me, you know, you're a bigger guy. You got the physique, you know, just put it together, you know, and uh, it's not, I'm not too far away from it. And he constantly in my ear, he's like the big bro, you know, and I love that, you know, he took me under his wing and anytime he talks, you know, I listen. So your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's, it's good. That's what obviously you want. You want James Conner looking behind him, not over his shoulder at the competition behind him. Like, Hey, these guys are going to take my job because they're not, but more so like, Hey, how can I help these guys behind me? Because, He's not going to get the ball every single time they run the ball. He's not going to be out there on every single play. He may miss a couple games. He's a running back in the NFL. But either way, it helps James Conner to have the guys behind him better. And Ingram, you and I talked to him back at rookie camp. I thought he was... He he sounded like a vet of all the rookies when we talked to him. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, it sounded like he was already in the league for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, Keontae Ingram as well. You want to talk about a guy that flashed. He flashed. Mm-hmm. He looked really, really good. I love the fact he made a cutback and then made a north-south uh, south cut and then trucked some DB, ran right over him. Now, the DB took his legs out, but I love the fact that Keontae Ingram said, you know what? That's great, man. I don't care what you're going to do. I'm going to lower it and try to run over you as opposed to try to dodge one way or the next. I love the fact he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to truck you. So he tried to do it. The guy cut his legs out, but he ran right over him. Uh, more from Ingram, what he hopes to show the coaches. That I could be a three down back, you know, uh, that guy. You know, that vocal point, you know, that engine of the offense, especially in the run game. You know, that's what I want to show this past week and, you know, the couple of next weeks. You're right. He's flashing. He was good in college. He was uh, USC. Wasn't he in Texas before USC, too? I mean, those are not two small football (laughs) programs. You ever heard of Texas or USC? Yeah, I did, Luke. Pretty pretty decent uh, college football programs. But he did say as much as he wants to be a three-down back, and who doesn't if they're a running back trying to break into the NFL? He said right now, special teams is especially important. Um, I didn't play too much in special teams. That was kind of foreign language when I first stepped through the building. But uh, like I said, you know, learning from guys like Dennis, who've been on the special teams for a very long time, and just digging into the details, you know, um, that's probably most likely going to be my role. And I'm just sticking my head in and learning as much as I can while I can. Of course, Dennis, he's talking about Dennis Gardak. Oh, Gardak, the barbarian Gardak. What is good, Gardak? Um, you know what? I'll tell you what is good. <laughs> to truck somebody as you're sprinting 40 yards downfield and suddenly you use your eyes to totally make them think you don't see them and then you just <laughs> jack them. Oh, you see them absolutely. Your eyes, when you play the game of football right now, my young crunk brothers, um, let's say you are, or maybe you're out there and you're playing high school football somewhere, right? Use your eyes, man, and you're 
in transition, use your eyes. Use your eyes to steer people. You would be shocked. Use your eyes to send out false messages to the guy that might be trying to block you. Like, I don't see you. Because you're going to, this guy's going to think, this guy's not even looking at me. I'm going to kill him. And as he's gathering to hit you, you're going to drill him right in the face. With your shoulder pad, of course, and not your helmet. Keep your head out of it, all right? See, there's something that Wolf said that you can try. You cannot try picking up a rattlesnake by the rattle and snapping it like a whip. Right, like you don't said, do, that. do not Even do that. Even though there were a lot of dudes from Texas. Apparently. Apparently that do that. I'm just saying. I want to play this clip real quick, too, before we go. One more from Keontae Ingram. Uh, I feel like... I'm going to say I'm a hard hitter. <laughs> I think every offensive guy would say that. But, uh, no, I just love contact. I play running back. That's what I do, you know. And uh, if I can show my little physicality on special teams, I'm going to do that. I look at everything that I do as an opportunity. I just had to play it, Wolf, because it said that he loves contact and physicality. And I figured you would. Uh, you, you wore a helmet earlier in the show. I figured you'd be into that. Well, you better, man. Honestly, if you're going to play running back, especially if you're a fullback. If you're a fullback out there, by the way, fullbacks are making comebacks oh in the National Football League. Here we go. If you're a fullback and you're out there, you better love. There's one on the NFL's top 100. You better love getting dirty. This was an interesting show. You know what? I loved it, man. Yeah, Honestly. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody involved. Certainly everybody that's volunteering for uh, for us with PCH. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.